We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold, tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work? Having a blast in traffic? Having a blast while you file your taxes? No, really. We mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only. So don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615.24. Void where prohibited. You will Yeah, yeah, They want to know. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Here's our first comment. Hi, Bobby Lindsay. Had to pause the pod. Um, all Kentucky Derby horses are three years old, but also all horses' birthdays are January 1st. So, like, they might not really be the same age, like, even if they are all technically three years old because they all have the same birthday. I don't even know if this is interesting, but I just I had to share this information. I don't know why. Okay. Crunch, crunch, tea and grease. Bye. Only, this is extremely only, interesting to me, right? Isn't it? I know, but only this show can take a joke that you made about a horse being called the three-year-old and being like, actually. Um, actually, all, all Kentucky Derby horses are three, are three years old. Three years old. It's like, okay, then. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, it's interesting, I guess. I was actually with my friend Jamie yesterday, and I told them this, and they were like, my birthday's January 1st. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're my only friend with a January 1st birthday, so oh, well, congrats uh, to Jamie. Sam Biddle also has a January 1st birthday. Oh, Sam has a January 1st birthday. I know two January 1st birthday babies, and I know at least one Kentucky Derby winner. Who? Oh, Shine Bright. What was? <laughs> I already forgot their name. <laughs> Rich Burnt or whatever. What's? This? No, no, no. Lucky Strike. Rich Lucky Strike. Rich Strike. Rich strike. strike. So Rich Strike. Jamie and Sam. Great. <laughs> My Capricorn Queens. It's like New Year's babies smoking a cigar. All of them. <laughs> Is that what the baby does on New Year's? I don't know. I think it just poses. I'm confusing like a baby of a newborn smoking a cigar or and like a cigar that you dad. give to the dad of a newborn with yeah. the baby. Babies don't smoke cigars, I don't think, ever. I don't think they should be smoking cigars. The rationale behind a Kentucky Derby contestant being precisely three years old, and by precisely, I mean precisely, they're all technically the same age because all thoroughbred horses are are marked as being born on January 1st, even if they weren't. So how are you supposed to know if your horse is like a Gemini or like an Aries? They're all Capricorns. Yeah, but that's so fucked. This is from the Kentucky Derby website. Yeah. Who decided that all thoroughbreds would share a January 1st birthday? And then listen to this note that will take the you out. The meanest man Parentheses. Alive. Parentheses. Note. 
applies to all Northern Hemisphere thoroughbreds, Southern Hemisphere thoroughbreds share a birth date of August 1st, which isn't even six months later. So it's like, <laughs> I thought maybe, oh, it'll be June 1st. No, it's August 1st. So I'm not even going to try to understand what that means. The British traditions were brought over from England with the colonists and continued on well after the Revolutionary War ended in 1783. One of those traditions was recognizing May Day as the birth date for thoroughbreds. May Day is May 1st, Okay. But then, at one point, oh, God, the jockey so club bored. agreed that horses at their headquarters in Newmarket would share the birth date of January 1st instead of May 1st. Okay. And then eventually, those Newmarket rules, in air quotes, were adopted everywhere. Do you think the Hollywood life writer who wrote, like, the three-year-old knew that all horses are three-year-olds? <laughs> no. Okay. This detail I did think was interesting because one website that I looked up earlier was, like, the... Horses that race in the Kentucky Derby are three years old because horse racing is an extremely old sport that came here from Britain. And this is how they've been doing it for hundreds of years. So this is just why they do it. But the reasons why are actually sort of interesting. Two-year-old horses aren't quite good enough. And four-year-old horses are too good where (laughs) you know which four-year-old horses are good and which four-year-old horses are bad. Three-year-old horses are in the sweet spot where... It's good for gambling because it's just uncertain enough. If you were to race toddlers, this would be like similar rules. (laughs) Think about it. Well, like the four-year-olds will be too good and the two-year-olds won't be good enough. Mm -hmm. But the three-year-olds, you'd have to be like, well, it's only three-year-olds in this race around the track. They're going to do a little bit of crawling, a little bit of running, and um, (laughs) they're all going to go about the same distance before getting tired. And they're all going to just go to a different destination. That's really the issue we have with toddler racing, from my experience. And they're all going to get ice cream after. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my race. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. That's good. I was creating a narrative about a toddler race where I'm like the ringleader or something, and it's underground. (laughs) It gets shut down immediately. It's, you know. The things that Boss Baby has done to your brain. Oh, my God. (laughs) An underground toddler racing ring. All right. Well, let's move on here. We have a busy episode. We got to answer some questions. And then we got to talk about this year's Eurovision Eurovision. Spectacular. It is shaping up to be a fantastic year. We're not there yet. We have to talk about Riley Keough. Again. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, Long time, long time. Um, so I am calling in response to your coverage of, like, Austin Butler and the Elvis movie, and you bringing up Priscilla Presley, I was like, I have not thought about her in forever, so I was like, I need to, like, look at her face and info, so I went to her Wikipedia page, is it common knowledge that Riley Keough is the granddaughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley? I had no idea. And has she had, like, any part in the Elvis movie? Because she is, like... I wouldn't say a super prominent Hollywood figure, but, like, she bucks. She's around. Um, So I'm curious if she's said anything about it or has any, like, connection to it. Um, But this uh, really, uh, this got me. Okay. Um, Thanks so much. (laughs) Can people lesbian me in Greece? Bye. This is an incredibly good observation because what I was just thinking about, if Riley Keough wasn't, asked to be in that movie or if she was and declined the real question as to like what she thinks about all of this will be answered if she shows up to the premiere like mm-hmm. it, they're gonna do everything they can to get her on the red carpet because I feel like otherwise people might be like oh like she's not interested but like her mom 
her grandmother. Like everyone mm-hmm. is like on board. Maybe she kind of was like, I want nothing to do with this. And the reason being, she's done such a good job escaping being called Elvis's granddaughter in terms of like stuff that she has booked. I know. I think Hollywood knows. I think the reason she has a career, no offense to her talent. I like Riley Keough a lot. I think the reason she has a career is because everyone who makes decisions in Hollywood knows that this woman is Elvis's granddaughter. Right. But I think Riley doesn't talk about it. And Keough is so anonymous. I know that Danny Keough was a musician, but like, I don't think about that guy. Like, even knowing that her last name is quietly famous because Lisa Marie Presley's ex-husband or ex-partner was this guy, Danny Keo. Danny Keo. That's nothing compared to Austin Butler himself, Elvis Presley, you know? I mean, she does look like the lineage. Like she, she does. I would bet my life on Baz Luhrmann trying to get her in the movie in some capacity. I mean, I don't. It would be crazy if he didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But she's busy in books. She stays A24's darling. A24's number one girly. She was in um Honey, Honey Pie, Honey Girl, American honey, honey Cake, American Honey. Love that movie. She did a really funny thing on her stories recently that I was kind of laughing at, which was this like filter that just did a24 movies like which a24 movie are you and she did it like a bunch of times and each a24 movie that she had auditioned for which was every single one she was like <laughs> audition didn't book it audition got to the final round audition didn't it was book like it. but it was funny because it was like all these movies where you realize she would have been perfect in all of them spring breakers uh uncut gems high life i believe she really does fit the mold she hasn't addressed the baz Luhrmann elvis but the other women have. So Priscilla Presley is doing most of the talking for this movie. They're like literally doing press for it already, you know? She said that she's seen it. This quote is funny. And this quote from May 6th makes it clear that Riley has not seen this movie yet. She goes, wow. this is from Priscilla. Quote, I've seen Elvis the film. <laughs> it's very funny. I've seen Elvis the film. I watched the trailer over a dozen times. But the words I heard from my daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, on how much she loved the film and that Riley will love it too when she sees it uh, brought tears. <gasps> so she's saying, I loved uh, it. My daughter loved it. And I've been told that my granddaughter will inevitably love it when she watches it. And what's so funny is I just searched Boslerman, Riley Keough, like together just to see like what I get. And the headlines that are using this quote as proof of this are... Baz Luhrmann's Elvis debut's first clip earned seal of approval from daughter Lisa Marie, comma, granddaughter. Excuse me, it didn't earn Riley's approval. Riley will love it too. Riley will love it too. Riley will love it too. So every single quote is Riley will love it too. To answer the question, is it common knowledge? Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is, but it's easy to miss. Like, is, the, is that a good answer? It's common knowledge, but it's if you don't know... I'm not surprised. I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth there, but maybe that makes sense. Well, it's like you wouldn't know if you saw her just in a movie, I don't think. Mm -mm. But if you read any headline, I mean, every headline is Elvis's granddaughter, Elvis's granddaughter, Elvis's grand. Like there's no, Mm -hmm. I don't think she's ever been written about without that being part of it. But if I guess if you were just watching The Girlfriend Experience or whatever movie she's been in. Logan Lucky, my favorite Riley Keough. No. Did you see The Lodge? Oh my it god. It's good. It's really scary. scary. It's really scary. Okay. Next call. Hey Lindsay Bobby. Um, I am reading an entertainment weekly article about Ava Mendez. I don't know why. But she says, and I quote, 
I have such a short list of what I will do with four kids. Four kids? When did she have four kids? I thought she had two daughters. Does she have four kids? I can't find anything on the internet about these other two children. Do you know anything at all? Let me know. I I genuinely can't find it. All right. Me and Grease. Kisses. Bye. I was just going to make fun of this caller for not believing Eva Mendez about her own kids, but it, it, she doesn't have four kids. <laughs> she has two kids. Two daughters, right? God, why do I know how many daughters she has? That's insane. Two daughters. When Ava Mendez gets headlines, it's about her kids. It's about you know, her and kids it's about Ryan Gosling. Ryan. It's about when are you going to start yeah. working again? You know, which is the question I keep asking. But we have two Ava Mendez calls. Because you this love week. Ava Mendez, yeah, I, I know. Love her so well, I love Hitch. I, I know. Mean, I, I just I love Hitch so much. Do you like Ava Mendez more than you like Ryan Gosling? Oh, oh my God! Oh, by a huge <laughs> margin. Okay. Don't you? Okay. You no. do you like Ryan Gosling? Yeah. What's oh. your problem? <laughs> so okay, no, that's I shouldn't judge. He just feels very like doesn't have to put in a lot of effort. Oh my god, he's so funny though, and he's also sexy, and he's also yeah. scary. He's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. He's fine. Okay. I just really like Ava Mendez. Okay? okay, so I like them as a couple. They're a little mysterious, and I and I and I respect it. I respect it. But I like them as a couple a lot. The way you asked the question, which is, "Do you like her more than him?" elicited, I think, an unfair response from me because I don't hate <laughs> okay. Ryan Gosling. I just love Ava Mendez. I know. So you're one of, but that was more my, my point in who are the people who are being like, Ava Mendez, when are you coming back to work again? And it's you. You're, you're it's that. It's me. It's okay. me. I'm that person. That's what I was wondering. She's doing a lot of press lately, primarily for her sponge brand, which we'll get into in a second. And in this press, she's talking about her kids. Everywhere else she's talked about her kids in the past week, she refers to her two children, whom she shares with Ryan Gosling. Yes, two girls. She only says four in the Entertainment Weekly write-up of The View story. So Entertainment Weekly just misquoted what she said on The View. That's all this is. Okay. She will return to acting eventually, but in the meantime, she's doing this. <laughs> hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I fell down a rabbit hole and uh, landed on Ava Mendez's Instagram page. And um, it's been scrubbed of all posts. There are only four new posts on there from the last few days. And they're all spawn of Eva selling sponges, um, fura-style sponges. Um, and she's responding to people in the comments. Um, like somebody somebody commented, even not to ask a crazy question, but would you be returning to Fast and Furious since it's the last in the installment of the franchise? And she wrote back, if they let me clean the cars with my at style sponges, I will. <laughs> um, what's, what's going on? I'm charged. Wait, see, so you're telling me Ava Mendez was like, I'm coming back. Here are some promo pics. All the Ava Mendez stands got riled up and fired up. Yeah, including me. I like put on a nice shirt. I was like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and then she said, I'm back because I'm selling sponges. Let's quote the Daily Mail here. She's back! Exclamation mark. 
Ava Mendez, 48, returns to Instagram to promote kitchen sponges in paid partnership after a hiatus to spend time with her kids. She is the new co-owner and brand ambassador for Skura Style Sponges. I cannot. <laughs> See, she found out during the pandemic that the sponge was the dirtiest place in her kitchen, and she was oh, like, I do no. not they accept this. They always say that. I do not accept this. You know, you guys heard that thing years ago. It was like, your sponge is the dirtiest thing in your house. It's dirtier yeah. than your toilet. So I was like, what? Yeah. So I went on a sponge hunt. And I found Skira style sponges, Skira right. with the K. Mm. It's incredible antimicrobial, so it doesn't smell at all. But the genius of this innovative design is, you see this little monogram? Yeah. Once you start using it, it starts to fade and it basically tells you when it's time to replace your sponge. So it oh. does the thinking for you. It's a right. smart sponge. Oh. And I need all the help I can get because <laughs> I got two kids, I got a dog, I got a man. Mendez has acquired an equity stake in Scrubby Hub LLC, <laughs> the parent company of Scura Style, and will serve as co-owner and brand ambassador mm. of the Scura Style brand. Okay, so like she's obsessed with this fucking sponge. Mm -hmm. I thought for a second it was like the type of sponge or like a reusable something where you could like throw it in the dishwasher or throw it in the washing machine or whatever but no they're still disposable but they have some sort of coating on them that lets you know when they're like too dirty to be saved like when it's beyond repair and then you throw them away i gotta say not this is not an ad but i love my sponge but don't you have a scrub mommy or do you have like a scrub uncle or something? There's like a new in middle point. I have a scrub someone who has double sides. So it's like one side is scour and one side is sponge. And I love him. It's just a very durable sponge. And you could put those in the dishwasher. You could throw those, you know, in a helicopter. I don't know what would be. <laughs> you could throw those anywhere. They're just very durable. They're just very durable and I like them. And they're not disposable. I like that when they're hot, they're softer. And when they're yeah, cold, they're a little harder. Yeah. Anyways, big. I'm a big fan of those. Scrub Mommy is pink. Yeah. Scrub Daddy is yellow. Uh-huh. And then you have like it does multiple things. Yeah. Sponges like can the, do hard things according I have to the, like, the bisexual <laughs> scrub. I want my scrubber to be bisexual. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So there's Scrub Daddy, Scrub Daddy Colors, which are the same Scrub Daddy, but they come in yeah. colors. And then there's Scrub Daddy Lemon Fresh, which has a smell. And then there's Scrub Mommy. Oh, you have the Mommy. Oh my God, that's the thing. Mommy does both. Mommy has a scrubber and a sponge. Ugh, why does my scrub have to have a gender? The way this is gendered is actually very traditionalist and bad oh, because Mommy does two things. Like Mommy does it all. Mommy sponges and right. scrubs. Daddy's right. just a big dumb oaf and all he does is, is one thing. Yeah, this is actually fucked up. Oh, I don't know that no. I support the Scrub Mommy and Scrub Daddy what? brand anymore. Oh no, but I love the sponge. Okay, well I'll need to I'll need to take a long <laughs> hard look at my choices and see gonna, if I need to. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy some Scura style antimicrobial sponges. She's handing oh them out left and right. God. As the caller said, I have to read this in case you couldn't hear it. She only has, I think, since the caller called, she's put up more Instagram posts, but they're all related to scur to sponges. And again, in a post about sponges, an Instagram commenter who goes by film show underscore said, Ava, not to ask a crazy question, but would you be returning to Fast and Furious since it's the last installment of the franchise six days ago? Ava responds at film show underscore, 
If they let me clean the cars with my Skura-style sponges, I will! Exclamation mark. Seven likes. You know what's crazy about being famous? Hmm. There's like this thing where <laughs> if you use a product and you really like it, there's like somehow an 85% chance you could become a co-owner or like a creative <laughs> director or like invest in it or like become a partner yeah. in the product. Like mm-hmm. there's just this, this danger of like using something once and becoming so excited about it in a way there where like knowing me if I was that rich and famous I would have so many dumb products because I would use something once and be so excited about it and like somehow become the ambassador and then have to like be a business partner you know I'm at Target looking in the kitchen goods section and suddenly I notice that there's a new scrubber in the mix and it's a scrub Lindsay and I'm just like oh no like you can <laughs> what did tell. she do <laughs> what did she like do you you can tell that like this woman used this sponge once you know and got so excited about it and now it's literally and it's literally like, welcome business partner Ava Mendez. What we learned about Ava is that she finds doing the dishes oddly exciting. And she was shocked to learn that her old kitchen sponge was the filthiest thing in her house. When Ava got her hands on Skura sponges, she was beyond intrigued. So we met during a pandemic. And it's clear from the beginning that we were sponge soulmates. After months of Zooming, Ava became a co-owner and our brand ambassador. Now she's going to be spreading Skura love everywhere and her passion for keeping it clean. It's like the danger of becoming this is mm-hmm. potent, you know? It is. Although I wonder if this is the sort of, like what are, what is every A-list celebrity doing? And even B and C-list celebrity doing? They're starting businesses. They're like, I make more money doing this, so why would I do that? Why would I, I mean, act? true. Ava's sort of saying, why beat around the bush here? I'm just going to own a sponge company. <laughs> this is going to be more lucrative for me. I want a sponge, Lindsay. Oh, now you made me want to like get my own line of sponge. <laughs> What would a sponge Lindsay do? A sponge Lindsay would have to have... It'd be like, do you like sponges, but you hate gender? Like, try a sponge Lindsay. We don't gender our sponges. And they were just as good as the competitive brand. Well, they'd be sponge daddies and mommies, but they would just be not... You know what I mean? I'd rip them off fully. It would be a full... They could sue me, you know? No, but they would have to have an extra element. It would have to be able to clean like a reusable straw. It would have to Why? have the straw because cleaner. Because it's like because good you for like the coffee. environment or whatever. Yeah, It needs sure. to do one extra thing because the other ones already do those things. So no, what's I'm telling the you, mine that's... just would be not gendered, but it would be a total ripoff of Scrub Mommy and Scrub Daddy. Scrub Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It would just be like... Do you hate the patriarchy? Do you hate gender? Do you hate the system? Do you hate the man? Well, why use a sponge that supports all that shit? Use a sponge that's just a sponge, but it's a good sponge, you know? Use a sponge that just supports Lindsay Weber. <laughs> <laughs> I'd use that sponge, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyways. I just can't believe you figured out my sponge is a sponge, mo- a sponge mommy. It's a sponge mommy. Because when I was, I was like, oh, you have like the fancy sponge daddy, scrub daddy, because it does two things. Yeah. Sponges can do hard things. <laughs> it's the second time you've said <laughs> I that. I can't stop thinking about it. Glennon Doyle really needs to do sponges before you get in the mix because <sighs> she could make bank selling sponges that say sponges can do hard things on them. Sponges could scrub hard things. I also am like... Ava Mendez is not doing her own dishes. She has a dishwasher. Like, get off my ass with that one, you know? Like, no, absolutely not. There are certain things that always have to be hand washed, though. Um, as Timmy points out, are Skura sponges safe to use on my discontinued Vita by Ava Mendez dishware? Because <laughs> I'm sure you can't put those in the dishwasher. You have to use Skura sponges on those. I like her dishware. Her dishware is pretty. Nice. It's, it's pretty. pretty. It is really pretty. <laughs> okay, moving on. 
Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Truly so sorry for this call, but it seems that Frankie Grande and Hale Grande uh, got married at a, quote, small, intimate, galactic ceremony, end quote. Um, I, oh, God, eh, whatever. If you want to talk about it, feel free, but um, I would be remiss if I if I didn't call in about Frankie Grande getting married. Love you both. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Long time, long time. Um, I'm just calling to beg you to please do not talk about uh, Jesse Williams' penis. And please do talk about Frankie Grande's um, secret Star Wars wedding. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay Podcaster. Hi, Hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. Frankie Grande got married on May the 4th with a Star Wars-themed wedding. I don't think it gets hooier than that. Crunch, crunch. Bye. I'm just like, choose a thing. I just, you can't have everything. His main thing is his sister. So it's like, oh, his main oh, thing can't oh, be his sister. So, so. It's not mean. We, it's the he, truth. Well, he can't have an Ariana Grande-themed wedding. His other main thing is gaming. So, this thing is fandom. That's the thing. It's like it's like it's like nerd. It's like geek. And this is perfect. This is one of the most high-profile fandoms. I was like, what did Ariana Grande have to dress up as? And it turns out nothing. She didn't have to come in costume. She just came as like herself in a look. She came in a Vera Wang look. She was like, oh, if I'm going to a wedding and I'm going to be photographed, it's still going to be Vera Wang. She said, you want me to dress as a trooper, a space, a star trooper, a space. What's it called? Stormtrooper. You want me to come as a stormtrooper? Absolutely not. Where am I supposed <laughs> to put my ponytail? There's something vaguely Leia. Like, it's definitely Leia inspired in that it's like a bra top, you know? Mm. And also, they have a relationship where I'm like, I do believe that these two are close as hell and actually really like each other. Oh, so, Frankie and Ariana, of course yeah. they are. Like, they literally I think that have she was so, so many thrilled to be of the same wedding. interests. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Austin Swift and Taylor Swift, like, I'm not quite sure that they're on this level. Yeah. Also, the connection between Frankie Grande and Star Wars is long and storied and documented because there mm-hmm. is a video that's 10 years old at this point from 2012, May 2012, of Ariana Grande and Frankie Grande doing a Twitter Live thing, singing... Or humming together the Star Wars theme song. I'll play it here. There's so many layers to this family that I find fascinating. But yes, I mean, it also does feel like these two as a couple are genuinely as kind of like earnestly geeky in a way that Mm -hmm. like geeky used to be truly like every website was like geek spot you know like that was a thing (laughs) that we loved Mm -hmm. and a culture that I think a lot of people really love and still love I'm a nerd I think that they're genuinely that way do you know what I mean like you can't really fake being a gamer in the way that these two have done it so far right like I watch their twitches (laughs) I know it's real the gay gamer community as you're part of it as yeah, a gay gamer, you re- you like recognize that you're. I part recognize of that and I appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So if you're reading the people's story on this with the headline, and again, Timmy pointed this out, and it's so true. 
Everything we know about this wedding, we know because of two Instagram posts. One of them is the one that Ariana posted of her dress. Okay. The other one is from Frankie Grande, who posted a carousel of photos and a caption filled with details of the wedding. So no one has done the interviews yet. We're basing everything off of these Instagram captions. But at the end of this people story, it says, The Titanic, the musical star, also <laughs> shared a heartfelt message to husband Leon. <laughs> I'm married to, to the man of my dreams. Our families have merged together so beautifully. And we are well on our way to happily ever after. I love you, Hail Grande. He took his name. I am Very so sweet. honored to be your husband. I can't believe Hale gets to be a grande. That is absolutely a stunning turn of events. <laughs> That's the final great fact. But if you rewind a little bit and forget the fact that Hale Leon is now Hale Grande. And that Frankie Grande is starring in an off-Broadway off parody of Titanic called well, Titanic. No, that's, that's the thing that you do want to see. He's starring oh. in Titanic the Musical. <laughs> oh, you, which that's is an what you off, wanted to focus off on. off-Broadway production called Titanic the Musical. And um, he's playing Victor Garber slash Luigi. And I assume that Luigi is a parody of Francesco, <laughs> right? Wait, I thought it was like Luigi, like Mario and Luigi. And somehow, like, it's like Super Mario Maybe Brothers. Maybe he's actually like... Luigi the plumber. <laughs> but parodying Francesco. I can see the Statue of Liberty from here. It's very small, of course. That's who he's parodying, right? Because he is famously an say, Italian if... man. This is really not shady, but I guess it's going to come off shady because I'm saying that before I say what it is. Frankie Grande is like the only recognizable name in this off-off Broadway parody of Titanic. Why is he playing like 14th build? Like Victor Garber is not a big character in the original Titanic. No, but he is a gay icon in the original Titanic. <laughs> Why? Because he's gay in real life? Yeah. He's like the gay actor in Titanic. Okay. Okay. Do you want to see Titanic? together the limited run begins june 14th at the asylum in nyc someone did either you or timmy signed me up for alerts for this it's clearly timmy <laughs> i can't wait to get emails about titanic the musical mine is there's something incredibly bleak about the news of wicked the movie coming side by side in his stories as his run in a titanic parody musical that was my contribution to this Right, because Ariana Grande is starring as Elphaba in the Wicked movie alongside right. Cynthia Erivo, and Frankie Grande is starring as Victor Garber Victor slash, Garber Luigi, slash Luigi in the off-off-off-Broadway yes. production of Titanic the Musical. If you can't see what's going on there, you're not looking hard enough. I just, I love that. I love, I love that everybody's doing their thing. I will see this. That'll be the second Titanic-themed stage production I'll have seen during the pandemic. <laughs> the first one's back at the brick for a limited, uh, oh, another is? limited run in the in the fall. No, Never let fun. me go. It's at the Brick in New York. You could see these both back to back and have a real hell of a time. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, can you please explain to me who James Cromwell is and why he glued his hand to um, a Starbucks counter in New York? Live in La Vida Laptop. All right, uh, James Cromwell, this is from CNN.com, Jordan Valinsky, I know Jordan Valinsky. James Cromwell superglued his hand to a Starbucks counter to protest vegan milk charges. James Cromwell, one of the stars in succession, superglued himself to a counter of a Starbucks in New York, protesting the chain surcharge on vegan milks. The incident, which happened Tuesday, was a protest coordinated with PETA. I did not know that, but it makes so much sense. Cromwell is a longtime supporter of the group and serves as honorary director. Uh, Starbucks charges roughly 70 cents extra for dairy alternative, which includes soy, coconut, almond, and oat milks, depending on the city. They recently dropped the surcharge at its UK stores. Okay, I gotta say... Sometimes I agree with PETA, and this is one of those times. No more surcharges for vegan milk. Fuck that. Vegan milk should be cheaper. 
Cow milk should be more expensive. Milk should be expensive. It's a problem that I love whole milk, okay? It's a problem for the environment that I love whole milk. Right, you should charge me more. A real Starbucks like Flex would be like, we're not surcharging for the vegan milks, we're surcharging for milk milk. Wouldn't that fuck up the system? Duncan would never dare. What did PETA say to Sierra earlier today? You sent me the line, <laughs> the, the thing. Oh, it says, the Animal Rescue Org also uses some Sierra song references in calling out Russ. So Russell Wilson, I'm assuming. Well, they, You know how they say adopt, don't shop. She adopted and PETA said, oh, we're going to one, two step into a press release to <laughs> shame you. <laughs> they actually said, Russell made a one, two step mistake by killing a shelter dog's chances of finding a home. PETA is calling on the couple to level up on kindness by adopting a companion I for the can. pup instead of fueling the homeless animal crisis. PETA loves to be absurd. Speaking of, they got James Cromwell to glue himself to a Starbucks. Not the weirdest thing that's ever happened in a New York City Starbucks, I gotta say. I just think it's funny that James Cromwell could successfully glue himself to a Starbucks counter before Kelly Osborne could successfully pee in one. Right? <laughs> you know? oh, I forgot about that. I'm telling like, you, Kelly, you could have used City, a little bit of effort. New York City Starbucks have seen some of the weirdest things. James Cromwell super gluing himself to one is like literally on the bottom Low on of, the list. Yeah. Low on the list. Yeah. But I don't think PETA had to like goad him into doing this. James Cromwell, I think best known to our audiences for being that'll in both do, Succession and Babe. That'll do pig. No, it's that'll literally do. that'll do pig. It's I'm not no I don't know him in Succession. I don't know Succession. So I I literally he's that'll do pig. He has been an activist for basically as long as he's been an adult. So mm -hmm. this is going back to the 60s. He was an activist during the civil rights movement. He supported the Black Panthers. He hated the Vietnam War. You could say that James Cromwell's on the right side of history. And I agree. Yes. He's I I agree. Like he's he on the right side of history with protesting surcharges for vegan milk. That's it's uh, that does suck. That absolutely sucks. They should people should be encouraging you to use vegan milk and nut milk alternatives. Like that should be like a coffee shop should say like it's cheaper for you to use this. Yes. But unfortunately, I think those milks are more expensive, which also is a huge problem. My coffee shop leaves them all out for um I think that's great. Leaves them all out for pouring. That's really like nice. Like the self-serve oat almond Skim, they're all there next to each other, free flowing. Yeah. Cromwell glued his hand, I'm quoting NPR now. <laughs> Cromwell glued his hand to the counter and then later used a knife to scrape it off. Police said there were no arrests. Ouch. He supports animals, he supports civil rights, and um, he still acts. I think that's kind of the coolest thing about him. He's doing it all at the same time. He didn't stop acting. That'll do, pig. That'll do. And that'll do for this segment. Now that it's getting all cold, there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress. You really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. Mm, you're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed, all cozy, look like type typing on the laptop, mm -hmm. doing fake work, reading a mm -hmm. little book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Luxe Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you, and then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty, so you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Luxe, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> And Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows 
for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com slash who and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. There it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I am going to need you guys to talk about Eurovision because it is next week. And um, the rehearsals were this week. And it's been like kind of a mess. Um, anyways, I love to get your thoughts. Uh, okay, Lindsay and Bezler, love you. Bye. It's that time of year again. Mika is hosting the Eurovision contest of 2022 in Turin. Did you know Mika's hosting? I did know Mika's hosting. I miss Mika, sort of. <laughs> Do you? Great song. I mean, I was very churned by Mika when Mika was very famous. Me too. Me too. I, I love Mika's that song. Pretty... The I Could Be Brown, that one. Yeah. And also the Love Today. He's been hosting The Voice and other things like that so regularly in Europe. Like, he still, like, maintains a very significant amount of fame there. And so he's hosting Eurovision, which is a great thing. It's in Italy. We're not going, which is a bummer. And the slogan is The Sound of Beauty, which is interesting. Not quite, like, sure what that means. Good evening, Europe. Buonasera, Europa. Buenas tardes, Europa. Bonsoir, Europe. Kalispera Europe. How do you say Europe? Vigets Europe. Goedenavond Europe. Kalispera Europe. Bonanoit Europe. Merembrema Europe. Before we get into Eurovision, really quickly, the Pale Imitation American Song Contest finally announced a winner this week, and it was Alexa, a K-pop star from Oklahoma. <laughs> and it turns out it was the one episode I watched she premiered on. She performed on the first episode ever of America's Song Vision, America's America Song, Song Contest. Contest. Yeah. Alexa won, and that's cool, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Eurovision, which has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with us. But it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. It is happening this weekend. By the time you listen to this, the second night of semifinals will have happened, so we will know who was competing in the finals. We're recording this on Thursday morning. 
a few hours before they start performing. Oh, I got to turn that on. Thank you for reminding me. I should just turn that on and let it run. It's streaming um, live on Peacock. We're not going to speak to the final 10. We're just going to speak to our favorites because that's more fun. If you want the expert stuff, go to Pop Bitch, go to the Eurovision podcast. Just watch it. It's so much fun. The Eurovision podcast is called Euro What? And Pop Bitch has an amazing guide with lots of funny jokes and lots of funny references. We're just going to give you like our faves, stuff that made us laugh, who we're rooting for this year. I mean, mm-hmm. Eurovision is kind of like a hooey arm of Who Weekly. It's like we talk about Lifetime movies and we talk about Eurovision <laughs> because we absolutely love it. And I love paying attention to it for like two weeks before it exists and then the day of and then never again until the next year. I just like that like inherently it's not really supposed to reverberate outside of choosing who hosts the following year. So it's totally fine that you sort of slide in and you slide out and you don't have to retain anything really. Well, you retain a history. You retain a vague sort of historical like you know who's won in the past few years. You know like what you you know the trend of the sounds which I love. You know like You know that Iceland had this like big viral hit with this silly song a few years ago that they then had to replace because of the pandemic shut down the first attempt. And that's why every single song that's silly sounds like that song. Like Like, that's interesting to me. What I guess what I mean is usually the artists themselves don't maintain a presence in pop culture outside of, which is kind of a weird anomaly, last year, Maniskin. Maniskin, yeah. Maniskin just became kind of a phenomenon and released other hits. So usually they're kind of one hit wonders or they slowly move on to do their thing. You will notice this in Eurovision promo where it's like, launch the careers of ABBA and Celine Dion because that's kind of all they have. Those are their big success stories. Sure, but I do feel like it's they're they're famous they're successful over there. They do. They make a ton of money. It's almost like the crowned Miss America. You kind of hear that she's going on a world tour and then you never hear from her again. But she's out there on a world tour. She's out there. And it's like a Bachelor Nation where they always like the the guy from England. What's his name? Sam Bird or something. He just posted a photo with uh, Conchita Wurst. You know, yeah, like they're Eurovision like always icon. around. They get to come back to the show. They get to represent. They get to maybe host. Conchita hosted a few years ago. I don't know. It's a fun culture. It's a fun world. And I love it. And every year I feel like I have a little bit more information about it. <laughs> and I think it's fun because you don't necessarily need information to have a good time when you're watching it. You can just swing on in out of context at Lindsay's house on Saturday and (laughs) have a good time you know you don't have to know the details but if you want to know our favorites let's give our top five and let's alternate because I think our top fives are going to be very different we're gonna yeah we'll give our faves then we'll kind of go over quickly who's favored which is like this is a big apparently this is like a big bookie event where there are odds all the good um book binders have their lists of who they think's gonna win and mm-hmm. it's kind of a funny thing to compare what your faves are to what the what the faves are or what mm-hmm. you know what the favorites are okay do you want to go first who yeah, are I'll you go going first. backwards or are you going forwards i'm gonna go five to one so um okay. before i give my number five i have to say i have a six because it was so hard for me to cut this one out but i have to mention her because she's so hilarious to me and this song is so funny emma muscat <laughs> Emma Muscat, who is from Malta, yeah, she is part of like an extremely rich Maltese family, <laughs> and she's like on her own. According to Pop Bitch, worth eighty million dollars. They're like she's a millionaire. <laughs> she's a millionaire. She's so rich. Her song is so bad. <laughs> her song I love because it reminds me of Rachel Platten. And I was joking to Lindsay before I play it. Okay, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play this clip, and then I'm gonna play the clip of this part. This is not- 
take it away. From- it ma- it makes me laugh because I'm like, if Hillary runs in 2024, she's gonna use this song. No, it's like it's like Dr. Seuss girl boss. Like I am what I am, and I am what I am, and if I am something, it is what I am. Like you know, I love like booming artifice. <laughs> It's I so love it. Bad. I love booming artifice. No, okay. my actual number five. That's is, your number six. <laughs> my, that's my number six. I just had to make a joke because that woman. I wanted to keep her in five, but I couldn't in good conscience actually yeah, call yeah, her my yeah, top yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. actual number five is from the great country of Greece. Amanda Georgiadis, Tien Fjord, yeah. die together. But if we So I have her as my number four. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to note that so we don't repeat. Yeah. This song is about dying in a car crash and at least you get to die together, which is funny for many reasons. Usually these songs are about kind of like national pride and kind of like doing fun things that you love, you know, or love or just things that are very vague almost. Mm -hmm. Right. This is about dying in a car crash <laughs> with your lover. It's it's just very specific for Eurovision in terms of like mm-hmm. what I, or they're about nonsense. You know what I mean? And this one yeah. is about, this one is more of a song that you would just hear on somebody's album maybe. It's yeah. kind of good. I, I genuinely like it. I also think that it's interesting because she grew up in Norway and then like moved to Greece and uh-huh. then moved back to Norway. So it's funny that she has this like extremely close relationship with both countries. But she's representing Greece. It's also interesting that Greece often enters like very heritage forward songs. And this mm-hmm. one could not be any less Greek. And I'm excited for our friend, uh, fellow podcaster, George Severus, who is Greek and is apparently showing up to this contest blind. I'm excited for him to see who's representing his country. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say dressed entirely in blue and white or no, something like that. No, but he's going <laughs> to lose it when he sees like this song. Like it's just not. I hope you played some of it already. It's just it's it's mind boggling. Okay, Lindsay, what's your five? Okay, so my number five is Ukraine. Oh, good song. I know that they're favored. They're favored to win. They're favored to win. Yeah. For geopolitical reasons, obviously. For multiple reasons, but also I think the The song song is is good. Yeah, the song is good. It's my number three. And they were good last year, too. It's the Kalush Orchestra, and the song is called Mm -hmm. Stefania, and it's fun. Lindsay and I were talking about this last night. It's, um, I hate when I say it on the podcast. You don't give a shit that we were talking about this last night. (laughs) Or do they? I'm just falling for the types of music that I typically fall for, which is like, power pop like a very sad ballad stuff like that but there's one like local song a lot of the fun at eurovision especially being at eurovision is the stuff that sounds like it's so 
special and from the country of origin where you're like, oh, that's what I'm doing here. Like, Yes, that's why my number one is what it is. The Ukrainian song is like definitely a celebration of Ukraine and definitely not the sort of thing that you could just get out of a Swedish pop writer, you know? For this song and for my number two, which I'll get to, you go into the comments of the YouTube and everyone's saying like, when you go to a wedding in this country, this is the kind of music that people love and hear and dance to and enjoy and this is so wonderful, et cetera, et cetera. And like every year, that's people- people go local people go big pop and like sometimes you're swayed to once and and the idea is to make it accessible though like Mm -hmm. I think it's like what what you want to do is do like local music but make it accessible to the world (laughs) (laughs) if that makes sense no like that I can tell that it's fun that I have a good time listening to it I mean I think Moldova does this more successfully and that's why they're at my number two we'll get there but Mm -hmm. I like um I like Ukraine okay who's next for you my number four we're going to Belgium what the fuck was Belgium Oh, Belgium is sung by this guy, Jeremy Maquiez, and he is Belgian. He won The Voice Belgian. That's the fun fact about this guy. Sure, sure, sure. They're all from The Voice. And I'm going to play I'm going to play this song here. He just won last year on The Voice. And this is just this could be on the radio here. That's fun to sing along with. You love a song that has one, two, three, four, five songwriters on it. (laughs) I do. You do. Look, I've been conditioned to like songs with multiple songwriters, and that's fine. You have been. I really like this guy. If it's a song that can get the crowd going, like there was a song that instantly got cut out of the contest that went viral and it was Latvia's song and it's about eating pussy. Well, it's actually not about eating pussy. It's about eating your vegetables. It's called Eat Your Salad. It's by City Zeni. It's Latvia. It got kicked out already and they clearly were gunning to go viral, which they did because the first line is like, for breakfast, I eat veggies and pussy. You can play it. I mean, I'm not even getting it right. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. But what's funny is like the intent to like go viral was more important to them than even getting on the finale, which they mm-hmm. are not they did on. did not make the finale. They did not make the finale. The song that did make the finale that is also all about going viral is Norway's song about the wolf eats the wolf eating the banana. <laughs> I don't like that at all. People it's suspect though they're masked and people think that this Norway wolf song, which is very silly and honestly I think it's bad, but whatever they think that they are the same group that created the What Does Elvis. the Fox Say, which was a Norwegian comedy duo called Evis that went viral um, and had nothing to do with Eurovision, I don't think. It was just this viral song mm-hmm. that like got somehow got on the on the charts. Ducks and quack and fish go blub and the seal goes ow, ow, ow. But there's one sound that no one knows. What does the fox Before I go to my number three, I also have one that I want to give an honorable mention. I totally forgot because I don't think that you have them on your list. And I feel like we have to mention Stripper, which is like... Oh, they're not on my list. No. So San Marino is like one of my favorite countries to root for because they always give something insane. And this year, they looked at the winner from last year, Moniskin. They said, we can do that too. So they entered this guy (laughs) named Akil Lauro. And he is singing a song called Stripper. And he's like covered in tattoos. He's like super. But but it's almost like Monoskin like done like wrong, which is actually quite charming, you know? 
San Marino's always good. They just will never win. It's so cute. They're like, we're here to slay. Okay. And my number Big slay. <laughs> my number three, which I suspect is on your list too, is the Mahmood song. Oh, my number two. It's my number two. Bravidi. <laughs> Mahmoud, you might recognize Mahmoud because he was in 2019 Eurovision. He also should've represented won. Italy then. He should have won. won. Soldi. Yeah, I think my favorite song of that year, for sure. Should have won. Soldi, he's like extremely hot and he's extremely good. And they brought him back because they were like, maybe he'll win this time. But Italy's already won. So like Italy's not going to win again. Italy won last year, but people are kind of saying like, LMAO, Italy came to play. Because sometimes when you're hosting, you kind of like don't come to play. You just come to like be funny. <laughs> they brought you know, out like... the big guns. They brought out yeah. Mahmoud. But this song is good. This song is great. Is this on your list? What number was that it's on It's on my list? list. It's number two. And my number three is Stefania from Ukraine. Number two is Brividi from Italy. Should I just give you my number one? Because haven't you given your two and three as well? No, I have one and two left. You give me your number one. Okay, my number one is... We haven't talked about this because I was like, can you guess what my number one is? Based on hearing all the Eurovision songs and knowing my taste... <sighs> What is my number one Let Eurovision me song? I mean, by such a huge margin, it's not even funny. Wait, really? Oh my God, it's my number one favorite. Is it Slow Mo by Chanel? No. <laughs> is it? Is it the Australian one? No, 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 no. Is no, it no. that's rich? Is it Ireland's that rich? That's rich? No, 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 no. Wait, what is it? It's this. I'm already like, I'm dreading what it is. It's a Swedish pop banger. My raspy Swedish queen, Cornelia Jacobs. Oh my God. These songs are so... They always submit a song that is just like... She's favored. Yeah. She's favored. Mm-hmm. She mm -hmm. has a 9% winning chance. Mm -hmm. No, she is. She's four. <laughs> Ukraine's going to win. Sweden's person from like two years ago, Too Late for Love, is still one of my favorite Eurovision songs. I know. Songs. It's a good John song. John Lundvik. That's a good song. Too Late for Love was un Believable. <laughs> okay, so I went the full opposite as you, which okay. is like... Uh, Locals. Should be expected. My number two and number one are stunning. Number two is a little bit more local. We've got the... I can't even... It's so local, I can't even pronounce the name correctly. I'm going to try my best. It's Zadob, C. Zadub, and the <laughs> Advohov brothers. And the song is called <laughs> Trenu Letul. And it's about being on a train and it's so fun. And the video is so great. It's like a it's like a dancing celebration. Of trains. I love it. It is the most Balkan fucking music ever. And it is so fucking fun. <laughs> you're gonna die my number one clearly have you seen the video where the freak is washing her hands on stage and the whole <laughs> song is about being clean and being healthy 
Yes, I love her. My number one is The Legend. The song is actually good. The Legend Constructa. She's from Serbia, and the song is in Kopore Sano, which means, like, for your health. <laughs> The song is called In a Healthy Body. The staging Mm -hmm. is her washing her hands. It Mm -hmm. is going to be one of the most iconic performances. It's literally catchy. The chorus goes, she has to be healthy, be healthy. She has to be healthy, be, 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 be healthy, be healthy, be healthy. She has to be healthy. It's such a fortune that the autonomic nervous system exists. So I don't have to control my heartbeats because the heartbeats, it beats on its own. I was going to read that lyric. Isn't I love that, that lyric so much. I That's love it. That's the lyrics. What is the secret behind Meghan Markle's healthy hair? What could it be? What could be the secret? I think the secret is hydration. As they say, (laughs) one skin and hair reveals everything clearly. For example, dark circles around eyes point out to liver issues. Dark spots around lips might mean you have an enlarged spleen. An enlarged spleen is not good, not pretty. Those are the lyrics to this song. I mean, obviously they're in Serbian. They're they're not in English, but I don't even care. It is so good. And the song is catchy and I don't get it. And I love it. Sorry, I love it. Are there any other Eurovision songs you want to shout out before we end? I do. Actually, there is one I want to shout out. Fuck the UK song. Sam Ryder. He's a TikTok star that went viral during the early days of the pandemic when everyone was looking to TikTok for the like 90% of their entertainment. And he sings covers of songs and he became famous for singing covers of songs. And he has has a very good voice. But this song, for it to be considered as the number two favorite on all of the like betting websites is abhorrent to me. (laughs) It's so bad. You go from Ukraine to this, at least throw Italy awful. up at number two. Come on, awful. Sweden. Yeah. It's awful. I'm um, sure I played a clip The other there. one I want to point out, and I feel like it's really funny, is um, have you heard Israel? I thought I would like that song, and I did not like it. No. His name is like Michael Michael David. Michael Ben David. Sometimes when you hear sounds, you're just like, wow, this is like somebody creating like a lasagna made of all the different ingredients of like what popular music has been in the past few years or whatever. Uh So I just like I love hearing that. And the other one I love, but like obviously is the Finland one, a band called Jezebel. No, the song is called Jezebel. Oh, the band band is is called the Rasmus. I love that song. That was in my short list. (laughs) I don't think we'll get another like rock winner, though. Mm -hmm. Just my guess. I think we'll get a pop winner. And then the last one I want to mention, which I brought her up because I thought she was your fave because she's so bad, is That's Rich from Ireland. Have you heard this song? Yeah, Brooke. <laughs> I like that song. I, I like so the thing bad. is I like that song. I like that video more than I like the song. And I like Brooke more than I like the song. Hey, stupid, that's rich. When it's coming from you and that's rich. Well, I got nothing to prove. I cannot think of our time at Eurovision 2018 without thinking of this song. This song will haunt me until my dying days. <laughs> this is the song I had to fake stand throughout the entire Eurovision weekend where I was like, no, this is my number one, sorry. Step one, believe in it and sing it all day long. Step two, 
Okay, and that's how you end a show. So thank you to all the callers for calling in for our dumb little Eurovision show. Listen to Euro What for more Eurovision news. Download the Pop Bitch Guide to Eurovision and print it out like Lindsay and I did. So whenever you watch it this weekend on Saturday, you've got all the information at your fingertips. Yes. Uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and assisting. Thanks to all the callers who call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thanks to all the patrons. Patreon.com slash WhoWeekly for bonus episodes and a whole lot more. And um, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Use a sponge that's just a sponge, but it's a good sponge. Use a sponge that just supports Lindsay Weber. (laughs) (laughs) Justice for Top Gun. That is my mom's favorite movie. I've probably seen it a thousand times. Um, I have no words. I can't believe that was Bobby's reaction. I'm just, I'm shaken to my core. Tits out, Cassiopeia. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Bobby is right. Top Gun sucks shit. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I have no idea who you're talking about right now on the episode, but I'm like 90% sure that it's Ashlyn and not Aisling. Aislinn. Um, I, again, totally could be wrong, though. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just called you, and I definitely called you too soon. If I had waited another 30 seconds, I would have seen that you figured it out and corrected the name. Sorry. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I know you're probably getting a million calls about this, but the Irish name that you guys keep saying is Aisling is pronounced Ashley. All right. Bye. Hi, I just paused the pod and called about Ashleen, and then one second later, after I clicked it again, you corrected it. Sorry to be a dick. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Weekly. So I was hearing you guys talk about this, like, the Cole Schaefer writing program, and I was like, it honestly made me so mad, because I guess, in theory, it's not a bad idea, um, but I just don't like the way he's going about it, and so I thought I would... Um, give some airtime to a program that is free and like that has done wonders for me as a writer um jamie attenberg she's a novelist she has a sub stack um and she has a program every june called a thousand words a day it's every day for two weeks there's like a slack channel you can join it's super supportive she also emails you every day with like not quite a prompt but something else to hold you accountable and she's not charging 300 bucks so um, go support Jamie Attenberg's a thousand words a day. It's a really incredible community. It helped me finish like a pilot that was successful, I guess. So, um, yeah, like I didn't hate Cole Schaefer before, but I really don't like him now. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Lindsay. I have nothing, um, to ask or report on. Uh, long time, long time, but I just had to pause the pod when you guys were talking about the Elvis trailer. Because I've watched that trailer, like, I don't know, like six times, like just on my little iPhone, and I guess I need to go to the movies and watch it, because I think, I'm not usually attracted to celebrities, I don't know what it is, um, or even who people, but I think Austin Butler is so incredibly sexy, and I, like, cannot wait to see this movie, am I a freak? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it would be possible to do a... um 
do for you guys to do a um a sing along or um watch along maybe when it comes out on the Amazon Prime but please if I can request please do a watch along just to talk about you know to talk about it and Austin Butler is so hot Vanessa Hutchins is an idiot and COVID is still real and happening and I have to fly on the plane soon and I'm going to be putting on my huge real like big N95 oh my god okay bye